Hey yo, this is a straight up for all of them. Blogs and DJs. You fronted on some bullshit in the beginning. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Can I get a boy? Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. You have been confirmed. Oh. That Illuminati music industry. Illuminati confirmed. How about this? Wanna join Illuminati? Call us. No, today. dude. I, I trust the media. I was Morpheus and I was interviewing a frog. Wait, what the fuck is this guy talking about? I don't know. Illuminati confirmed. I was raped by a big friend. <laughs> Are you being for real right now? I am being 110. Illuminati confirmed. The dog star uh, was doing something funky in the sky that night. Look. Yo. Yo, in the metropolis, the all seeing eye steady watching uh-huh. us. Traffic lights on every corner, got cameras and monitors. Yeah. The city takes no novices, so you better be street savvy. Never fall asleep, the snakes creep gradually. It's hard to keep your sanity, you raise your seeds of family. In this jungle, we occupy forever, breeding tragedy. Uh-huh. Gun toting goons put wounds in your anatomy. Uh-huh. Just to make the cash in their pockets expand dramatically. Shorties running rampantly with no guidance or role models. Living their lives like young Tony Sopranos. Cause rappers and crime figures seem to be their biggest idols. I guess that's how the city life influences dudes Your only prospects are those that Biggie spit in the booth About selling powder to sniffer, getting rich, shooting hoops My advice is to stay away from criminal pursuits And don't let the city's venom taint your innocence again Hey yo, for my world and yours, kid, it's all the same struggle We in the war zone, trying to maintain and hustle Some escape the jungle and search your better landscapes While others chase the urban life, cause they like the fast pace The city, we can't be trying to boost up the crime rate The city, shorties are busting guns till they bombs ate the city a place they say it's hard to succeed at the city But still, that's my favorite place yeah. to be yeah. at Tenement buildings, bus stops and subways Dudes sitting on the park benches while they puff haze Trying to take their minds away from living in this rough maze Knuckleheads busting dum-dums while others duck strays Trying to act tough and say they made it on the front page But that's the routine, this fast life will never lose steam Drama fills streets and fluent scripts on the movie screen Discretion is advised if your eyes did if you were seen But on the flip side, far from confusion and distraction OGs be on the Block, chilling on the stoop, relaxing, watching the drug merchants and consumers interacting. Bootleggers displaying CDs with the music blasting. Outside the sneaker spot where you could cop the newest fashion. Graffiti covered property sprayed up by the vandals. And basketball courts where kids were nice with the handles. Those are just some brief descriptions of the city like environment. Yeah. For my world and yours, kid, it's all the same struggle. We in the war zone trying to maintain and hustle. Some escape the jungle and search your better landscapes while others chase the urban life. Cause they like the fast pace. The city with cash be trying to boost up the crime rate the city shorties are busting guns till they bombs ate the city a place they say it's hard to succeed yeah. at the city but still that's Listen, my favorite place yo. to be at everybody's on the run putting in labor and sweat either I'm chasing a dream or maybe chasing a check some uh-huh. people succeed but only a few make an attempt at escaping this grand chessboard paper cement we trying to see our wages raised to the greatest extent so we could be comfortable live stable and content cause to carry cash by the fistful cats are blast they pistol materialism got them starving to make they risk low. The streets got their minds held captive. It's that simple. I can tell by looking at the bars attached to every window. Soon as you feel the breeze from the city wind blow, it's like you instantly motivated to go and get dough. That's just the rush that touches you once you dwell in these urban districts. The urge to earn figures at a very absurd percentage. Whether suburban or urban, you could observe the difference. Yeah. But I prefer the place that gave birth to my existence. Hey, yo, for my world and yours.
lost kid, it's all the same struggle. We in the war zone, trying to maintain and hustle. Some escape the jungle and search a better landscapes, while others chase the urban life, cause they like the fast pace. The city, where cats be trying to boost up the crime rate, the city. Shorties are busting guns till they palms ache the city. A place they say it's hard to succeed at, the city. But still, that's my favorite place to be at, the city. The city. Bright lights, big city, city, city. The city so we're on i got my coffee i i wasn't even ready yet dude this is all right well here we are illuminati confirmed if you want to hear the extended intro go listen to the one-on-one podcast because Juan hit record before i did so maybe you'll get more out of that version of this episode maybe not because i don't find Juan funny but you know what i you know what i do find funny I find dick. life is dick. <laughs> I find life to be very funny and today's guest synchronistically was able to join us in the nick of time because we've had two guests cancel on us in the past uh, month. I think the the reputation of the show is proceeding itself. People might be a little <laughs> afraid to get on the show, but today's guest he is not as much in the hot seat as maybe other guests have because in my opinion, and I could be wrong, but in my opinion, Donut is the bane of the Illuminati. He is not a part of the Illuminati. He is what they despise. He is someone who is exposing the Illuminati. So I'm excited to bring him on. Here he is. Chris, Juan, you guys have anything to say before we start chatting up with our man Donut here? Yeah, we're here and we're queer, so ready to go, dude. <laughs> right on. I love bear's claws personally, you know, you know, all donuts, all equal, you know, like except for the cream filled ones. Not for me. Mm, okay. Those are my favorite. The cream pies. I love those. <laughs> That's how you got so many kids. Puerto Ricans is crazy, bro. <laughs> oh my God. Here we are. No cap, son. No, no. We're beaming donut in yeah. live here in the labor- laboratory. That is this Illuminati confirmed zoom meeting. Like Illuminati I said, confirmed. we have our Illuminati smasher YouTube crasher crashing into this episode. Donut, what's up, brother? We're already recording. Uh, Yo. How are you? What, Donut? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to be here talking about my favorite topic, mm. the Illuminati. Well, and, and I know it's your favorite topic, so it worked out perfectly. We were originally going to have a guest from Scotland who's allegedly possibly a member of the Illuminati. But when he found out about our show, I think he canceled. Maybe he was scurred, and he should be, because guys like you are joining forces more and more to expose the Illuminati. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse here, guys, but I really I don't think we're going to end this episode thinking Donut is a part of the Illuminati. But I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Chris, Juan, you have any questions before we... Get into some of Donut's research. I know he's probably got plenty of slides he could show us, or maybe even some videos he could pull up. Donut, are you a, uh, like a, like a like you got to excuse the full ignorance? Like you're a researcher on this specifically on Illuminati, the topic, the people, the companies, the vampire teeth, all that kind of stuff. Well, I use Illuminati sort of a blanket term. Illuminati confirmed. It's. <laughs> It's kind of been pushed to the mainstream consciousness with Dan Brown and the Da Vinci Code. So people know that term Illuminati. 
I really go over just the mysteries of the world, the phenomenons. I have a book, a PDF called the Illuminati book. So I do look into the Illuminati 80 percent of the research and connect it all back. But I think there are secret societies that control the world and the Illuminati is just one of many. And I think that they all work together. Sometimes they go to war with each other. So I like to look into any mind opening topic, questioning the matrix of reality. Yeah. I think we've had some of those warring factions on this show. Have, have you ever mm-hmm. come across the uh, church of the sub genius in any of your videos or re- research? Please tell me. Oh. No, Mark, the, the cult of Dienda. Dienda this dick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyways, so <laughs> check this out. I think Chris is gone. <laughs> I think Donut might be part of the Illuminati. And and I and I say this because if you look at a donut, it's it's a, it's an animal, almost dude. it's an Ouroboros, what it is. And I mean it's it's an occult symbol. Oh my god. Are you kidding me, Juan? Do you have it's you have a, a little it's a uh toroboloid. Yeah, dude. Why the donut donut? Come on, tell us the symbolism behind the donut. Does it have bro. to What's do with on? the Simpsons? Well, I was working at Costco, really broke, and I had this really crappy phone. And I was trying to make music videos. And whenever I came up with a cool idea, I'd put it down in the phone. And I was like, it'd be cool to write donut, like dough, like money, or dough, like dodo, <laughs> like weed or whatever. And just play it on words like that. This was the time the odd future was coming out. So donuts were pretty hot Wait, in the hip hop world. Did you forget about the birds? The birds aren't real. That one or <laughs> no dodo bird, you silly goose. Oh <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. So the symptoms don't too. Yeah. But no, it was all about the, the money dough and hip hop and mixing it together and rebranding myself. I was working in California doing music videos and I learned about branding. So that's how I got that name. Yeah, we have a connoisseur of brands here. Christopher has had some brands under his wing before. And yeah, what do so, you think of what do you think of the title Fart Boys for a brand? Very, very universally appealing, don't you think? Fart Boys? Yes. I was part of a gang called Horse Poop Gang. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to war, dog? Oh shit. Oh, Fart Boys gang. rivalry. We're not about war, bro. We're not about war, but when we ride, we ride on our enemies. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is gay, son. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just Listen, kidding. okay, Donut, tell us oh, where you're so at. You know, like how everyone's saying that's sus? What? Yeah. You know, I guess that comes from saying that's gay. Sus actually means gay. Really? Sus means suspect. It's suspect. Sus yeah, no, that's what I thought too. But like, yeah, but it's sus. suspect. It it's was sus. Uh-huh. <laughs> Juan is on one, bro. Dude, Juan is coming in hot, dude. I the last time we talked, today, bro. I'm sorry. Uh, don't don't excuse it. Keep it going. I actually, yo, yo coffee and donuts, son. No oh donuts here, bro. Only cream pies. <laughs> I I always thought it was suspicious, not suspect. Like the, something is sus, it's suspicious. But uh, but it could be interpreted many different ways. My friend Mike Juan. Hey, Where was you going with the whole sus being gay thing, though? This is gonna get crazy, dog. 
so like there's this like sus that's where it comes from kind of like how a the f word i don't want to say it but where a cigarette you know comes from yeah no don't worry about that you could say whatever you want we'll bleep it out faggot you mean yeah juan will say it for you he'll he'll put turn into a sound button and and yeah yeah, yeah, but like this is like being like, yo, gay means a bundle of sticks, or like, a, mm-hmm. you know I mean, like the etymology of words, you know, like definitely has something to do with like, you all know, right, we're talk, we talk wild shit like all the time, we, so like I think it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> we all like hip hop, we get it, the double, triple entendres, and this, that, and the other. But do you think somebody in like 1890 was like, we're gonna change the word sus to mean gay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're going to trick all these motherfuckers. They're going to be out there saying gay, 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 and not even know it, dog. No. Like, <laughs> well, people used to say, I'm so gay, like the, like, well, happy, you know, like, gay meant happy. Why does every, yeah, exactly. Gay meant happy. And everything gets corrupted in time. And it's fun to go back, like, even the rainbow symbol goes back to some Bible stuff, right? And, like, today it's like the opposite of that. Mm, so things do change and it's fun to watch things change that's what i'm really into i like learning about where the stories that were not told the stories that kind of grow it's fun it's fun to learn and i feel like the schooling system just never taught interesting stuff makes you since the second grade what they do is they stop all creativity and you get the hour of recess after the Pavlog dog bell tells you where to go. And I kind of had a resentment for a while with learning because I love to learn, but I stopped learning because of the damn school system, which is designed just like a prison. So yeah, words, meanings. I think it's, it, it is connected in a big way with changing the the words and the meanings of stuff for sure. Like it's just gets us confused. Bro, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like what Juan said earlier. I think this is totally correct. On point. I totally agree. It's like a cap system. They cap these fucking kids. I'm always on point. They just think that they, they can't never do shit. And they, they go to school in a place that's built the same way as a prison with teachers. They tell like when I was a kid, they told me I talked too much, but that I wasn't very communicative. It's like, bitch, the fuck you just said up down. I, I I agree with that teacher. I was gonna say, nah, <laughs> I was gonna bro, say, you listen. You I like listen. I like your question though, Chris, because we got a story out of Donut that I didn't expect, which is how you came up with that name. And I find it interesting that you worked in the hip hop world because the Illuminati seems to be Illuminati confirmed a very deep ingrained theme within the hip-hop community not all artists touch on it but a lot of big artists hint at it some maybe lesser known artists just full out flat out talk about it in their raps so was that a part of your initial inspiration to get into this type of research like hearing hearsay in the rap community or or were there other inspirations because you've talked to jordan maxwell i mean rest in peace jordan maxwell I mean, clearly you, you you have, you know, a good selection of people that you've learned from. But when did this start? What was the first spark of inspiration? Oh, dude, I, I love listening to Jordan Maxwell. Just like I was addicted to his voice. He put me to sleep. I feel like he knew hypnosis or something. But it would go back probably to the punk movement. Dead Kennedys, you know, Dead Kennedys. Oh, yeah. 
would talk about. I saw Jello Biafro live right after September 11th, you know, speak Dude, out California, of concert. California Uber Alice, like listen to any of that shit for Mark and Juan. If like you guys aren't like familiar, dude, all that Jello Biafra sh- shit that Donut's talking about. I'm is. not that old. That's why. Bitch, you need to do your goddamn homework. <laughs> yeah, so like California Uber Alice, Franken Christ. He had like, the way that he put out messages. This dude ran for mayor. Yep. And he said, everybody, I believe it was in California or something in some district, maybe Berkeley, but everyone would have to wear a clown suit at 2 a.m. And they'd be like, yo, that's ridiculous. And he's like, it's no more ridiculous than what's going on right now. So he would say all these truths. He'd go on talk shows and he would talk about satanic symbols and just weird stuff against the whole Tipper Gore stuff that was going on where they wanted to censor everything. Kind of like what's going on today with Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate's doing that Illuminati hand sign. I don't know if you saw his new video. He got banned and he's doing the the Illuminati hand sign that I do on my book too, you know. (laughs) I, I gotta pull it up. I don't got the pdf with me but i do it and i get trolled a lot no like the hand sign was what is the hand sign? is it what juan just did like the hove yeah but it goes downwards because it's Uh, a vagina Ooh, okay so it's like the inverted feminine energy yeah and then you see trump do it too and if you look at trump tower it's even built like that like so bricks underneath it not to cut you off, don't. Hey, hold up. up. This dude just said Trump Tower is jam- Check it. But, but, hey, but pussy. Hear me out, bro. Fucking hear me out. I apologize, I Donut. These I guys are. I got some shit I want to spit. These are the two guys that argue in that booth in the Sesame Street, like <laughs> Matinee. They're like, no, you shut up. So, yeah. <laughs> architects, architects are magicians, right? Because Chris mentioned that schools are built a certain way. There's a reason why they make cookie cutter neighborhoods nowadays because back then vitruvius right vitruvius you don't know about that chris all right just hear me out vitruvius oh, talked you're, about you're, how your man your vitruvian dog well that was leonardo da vinci's but yeah. vitruvius it's that's a modeled after that so what ends up happening is certain rooms had certain effects on people and they were meant to evoke certain emotions and certain architecture was built for high, different hierarchy. So back then they would build your home according to your social status, right? If you were a peasant or if you were a royal, whatever, your house would be built to that. The reason that they built these schools a certain way, it's to harvest energy and architects they are some sort they are in some sort of way and and they were regarded back then as magicians because they do have some they do practice some sort of divination they do have to predict the future in in a way because when they're building a building you have to be able to predict how that land is going to be able to hold the foundation of that building 100 years from now so you're telling the future that's divination so when these buildings are shaped a certain way, it's to evoke a certain feeling or to write the law of correspondence. It's supposed to bring forth these archetypes and these ideas and evoke that energy. So that's why it's shaped like a vagina, because, again, it's it's back to the womb, back to the, the Virgin Mary, back to this feminine archetype, back to what that leads back to the reptilian worship, because snake worship, right? The, the snakes, they don't need a male to reproduce. So that's why the snake symbolism has been around with these guys. And that's the whole reptilian thing. Cause reptilian, the snake doesn't need a partner to reproduce. And that was the whole virgin birth type of shit. So it goes, it's all linked back to that, that feminine archetype. And that's why Trump's tower or whatever looks like a big fucking vagina. You know what I mean? That's very interesting. Have you heard of that, that before? No, that's dope. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering maybe if that connects to the whole uh, recent event that took place with Trump. But, but don't Mar-a-Lago? Yeah, you stay up on, on current yeah. events and you're usually, you know, it, interpreting what these celebrities are posting about or, or promoting in their work. I saw Beyonce's recent album. She was putting up the horns like this or had some kind of horns behind her head. And coincidentally, that same week, they had like the British version of the Olympics, which just exists within the, the you know, former British colonies called the Commonwealth Games. And the right. symbol was this huge, massive bull. It looked like a steampunk, you know, with metal and gears. And it was clearly Moloch. Like, and then Beyonce puts out an album, you know, that same time. So I know maybe I'm jumping in with a no, tangent, the, like, but the, the Commonwealth game. So like this goes into some dope shit that you would really like. So Commonwealth was rebranded from British Empire to the Commonwealth, right? Because John D, who did all the magic, the magician stuff, 007. John yeah, John D did double was 007, which was the two ball cane, right? And you see that in the Ebola strain. Well, that ceremony that went on, it was the beast. That's what they called it. That bull was the beast. And it's funny because Prince Philip or whatever that guy's name is. Who he played 007 when he went to it. He drove the 007 car. Wow. So like there's this funny connection to that because propaganda, they just changed the terms as John D coined the term British Empire. And also talking about the serpent, I'm gonna be kind of all over right here because you're talking about how like the serpent, I didn't know about that, about how they can reproduce without the male. That makes a lot of sense. It also goes back to the like the feather serpent, which could go back like to Aztec days because the serpent went underground where humans couldn't go because that's where the forbidden knowledge was. So a lot of Freemasons and secret societies go into caves to do stuff. And it's all about that. I just read that on Manly P. Hall's book stuff I'm, I've been researching up on. The fuck is this guy? Juan, can you not <laughs> interrupt our guest, Mike? podcast intern is joining me i hired him to sit in on every podcast i do from here on out and he was late so please donut continue for the love of god juan sorry donut i'm his intern i forget where i was going with that (laughs) so the the serpent they the secret societies go underground into caves because it simulates the womb and right right going on that well there's something you were talking about earlier i wanted to talk about and i forgot the commonwealth games no, it was before that. But. Oh, Juan's Trump oh, Tower thing? Well, well, also the Commonwealth Games. If you look at the, I don't know what they're called, the sigils, the language that John D. created, you could even see that within the, the Commonwealth Lincoln. Games. It looks mm-hmm. just like the Colorado, right? Colorado got the C and the little circle in the middle, just like the Commonwealth. Well, that is the moon and the sun from when I look at it and look at John D.'s sigils that he made of the Luna and the soul, the sun and the moon. It's like them together. Are you talking about Enochian or the Monus Hieroglyphico? I think it's Enochian. So Enochian yeah, is the alphabet that uh, he never actually called it Enochian. That was the golden dawn. The golden dawn adopted the system incomplete because Crowley did take his system from Edward Kelly. I've studied Edward Kelly and John D. We could tell and, one. A lot. So we I tell. know a little bit about it, but the whole sigils thing, it, it goes back. They also try and emulate the tarot cards, right? Because the tarot is all, is supposed to be the 
the journey that the soul takes. It's it's symbolically showing illustrations of this of the, the the hero's journey, if you will, of where the soul goes. So they also emulate these cards, right? And it goes that these things are super ancient, and they go back to mm. since the beginning, since Sumer so, times, since Mesopotamia. You brought up cards. And I want to reset because my intern is here. He's not just my intern. He's Luke Mitchell, host of the Upside Down World podcast. And Luke, you missed us introducing Donut. And today we're going to be talking about the Illuminati. Of course, this is Illuminati confirmed. Illuminati confirmed. So anyone can be confirmed at any moment in time. We don't know. It might happen during this episode. Chris might turn into a full-blown vampire. I don't know. But you just mentioned cards, Juan, and I want to ask Donut about something. You analyze these events very often. You're putting numerous videos out on YouTube, weekly, monthly. Do you think there's any truth to those Illuminati card games being like predictive programming? Have you seen examples of that? Because Juan just yeah, mentioned sure cards, and, and I'm like, I, I mentioned the Church of the Subgenius earlier, and they're like loosely related to that card yeah. game. So... Kind of even trying to come full circle on some of the topics. We don't want to go too far all over the place. That's why I have my intern here. He's going to fire jokes at Juan whenever he gets out of hand. That way I can focus on uh, producing the show. This is, this is, we're inviting the audience to produce the show with us. So we're showing them a little bit behind the scenes here. Well, like where things come from, why it's so fascinating, like what we were talking about in the beginning, how we even have the poker cards that are emulating, I believe, the Major Arcana. I don't really know too much about it, but I grew up playing with those poker cards. So it's like that was deep in my subconscious mind for a long time. Why do people love gambling? And even gambling places are in like sacred territories now, you know, at Native American, like sacred spots, probably. I don't know, maybe. No, you're right. I I can agree with that. I've done research into that slightly, but... The Mohegan Sun Casino in Connecticut is pretty well known. They bought a location on the Susquehanna River and built this huge new casino at this special location on the Susquehanna River. So you're right. They do do that. So just like with the whole architecture thing, like there's so much connections to everything. But with the Illuminati playing cards, what I looked at was the Donald Trump card, right? How you got this guy who says there's a certain word that it says on the Donald Trump card. And it's not Donald Trump, but it looks just like him. And it's the enough is enough card. And he says oh, wow. enough is enough like a few times too. So it's kind of like, whoa, what's going on there? So there is something up with that for sure. So that's like Biff in oh, back, Biff. back to the yeah. Future, remember? Right. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah, crazy, dude. Yeah. And then you got a uh, Ghostbusters and they and the and the architect was made the building so that the fucking demons could come in, remember in the first one? Right. I'm looking up a card right now. It says terrorist nuke, and it looks like it has the 9-11 buildings on the front. Is that a card in the actual deck? Let's let's also, these cards were published, what, in the 70s or the 90s? So Trump rolls around. That's a card, yeah. 93, I think. This one, this one to me is egregious. I mean, there's just, <laughs> I don't think it could be any more spot on. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. No, it can't. Oh, it's too small. Oh. I'll pull it yeah, up. So we got a lot of nuke stuff being talked about in the news right now. So they raided Trump's Mar-a-Lago, and Mar-a-Lago means from sea to lake. I just like those 
terms. And why was he rated for nukes? And the PSA came out with the nukes. The day that he was rated was his text number. So if you look at his text number, it's 88022. And he was rated on 8-8-22-2022. So that's fascinating. That's the Lionsgate portal. They took these documents from him, which were 15 boxes. And the 15 could be 5-1 in reverse, like the Illuminati number. After they took this 15 boxes, he came out and said, Obama's got 33 million files, though. So you got this 33, this five one number popping up but why are they going after the nukes i'm on this new theory that the fake alien invasion of holograms project Bluebeam, will actually be an holographic atomic explosion where it won't even be a real nuke it will actually because nukes are kind of like are they even real was the moon landing real? Mm. How did they film that? How did they live stream that back then when I can't even keep a good connection on a rainy day? Right. <laughs> With- to add to that point, I feel like the elites as a whole, they do things to manipulate people, but not when it affects themselves. Like they're not going to release a virus. They know, even if they did not release that virus, they're not going to release one that is could potentially fuck them up. Like they're going to release right. one. They don't live on this dimension, so it doesn't it's matter. It's the flu, though, right? you know, like there's fallout from a nuke. They're not going to just fucking drop 20 nukes. And yeah. So they can- got, yeah, they got weaponry, kinetic energy type rod of God weapons where it's the same as a nuke, but with no nuclear fallout. Right. So why wouldn't they just do a holographic explosion and use one of these rods from gods to wipe everybody out with no other fallout? Like how did they film the footage of the nukes wiping out those homes. You've seen the footage where the nuke blast goes and it wipes everything out. But how is the camera still? The camera. <laughs> I don't understand. And that. stop. Got it. I, I think they get the camera. I think so they I had the camera behind like a welding mask, like 20 welding masks. Like it's, <laughs> they had it, they had probably. it in a bunker. Probably if I had to take a, a, a normie guess, Right. That's a good guess. Yeah. Well, it's interesting the way that they set up these bunkers with mountains and structures like that, like mm. in Colorado. But I've been looking into the holographic stuff because David Icke always talked about it. And I was reading the holographic universe. And it's so interesting how all the hologram technology is pretty much right next to the Manhattan projects of building the A-bomb. The guy who really brought hologram stuff to the forefront was this guy david bohm and david bohm worked with the manhattan projects but he was he didn't have security passes because of his politics but he was connected with it and then right after the manhattan projects in 1946 when it ended in 1947 they invented holograms or that's what they say and also 1946 is right when it ended. And that's when John Trump went back to MIT, which is total deep state. And John Trump was the Trump's nuclear uncle who got Tesla's all of Tesla's information, time travel stuff. So there's a big connection looking into it with holograms and the nuclear Manhattan projects, even the nuclear Manhattan projects is occult symbols all over that. Well, I think you're ringing our local homunculologist inner bell because recently we talked about this very same topic and 
I brought up the possibility that Michael Hoffman writes about in his book, Secret Societies and Psychological Warfare, that the Trinity site H-bomb was a homunculus, right? H-bomb, hydrogen bomb, H-homunculus, and Juan, he studies a lot. He's our resident bookworm, and what what do you think, Juan? Do you think they could have blown up a homunculus instead of a, a so, nuclear weapon, or was it all just fake? What do you think? So uh, part of the, the homunculus is, and the reason I'm a homunculologist because I get plenty, I get a plethora of messages weekly on the subject because I'm, I'm sort of a pioneer in the field of homunculology because a lot of people don't talk about it, but there's four different types of homunculi. And, and one, of the, one of the aspects of a homunculus is it's a little magical man, right? It's either can make, be made alchemically, artificially, whichever way you want to put it. But one of the aspects of having a homunculus is that you have magical powers. Now, I would go on a limb to say that some of these magical powers would be to destroy worlds because that's what an atomic bomb would be essentially. Now, though what you're talking about Mark is that within that big the big jumbo or gumbo whatever they named it, inside of that there was they were trying to make a homunculus with radioactivity from the bomb. Not that the actual bomb was a homunculus, but you actually sparked something in my mind just now that if you're able to harness these powers, because that's the whole point of a homunculus, what? You, you grow one and then you use its body for different purposes. And I'm glad you, you said that. I kind of did that on purpose because my question to Donut is like, could it be that they faked the explosion to hide the fact that they were doing what Juan is talking about, this high order alchemical ritual that's meant to At the create Church. something rather than destroy. Oh, wow. That is so fascinating. And also, let me add real quick, where was the first atomic bombs dropped? It was on the 33rd parallel. It was right there as well. We know how the 33rd parallel, the Trinity site is also on the 33rd parallel. So... That also plays a connection into all of this. I'm sorry, continue. Well, yeah, another connection with all of that, with the homunculus and the Paracelsius, I believe, I pronounced it. Paracelsus. Paracelsus. This goes like to the Prometheus stuff, right? Frankenstein, the modern day Prometheus, goes back to this homunculus. Sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it goes back to that where they're creating a man through a bunch of alchemy. And Oppenheimer is known as Prometheus. That's what they're calling him, Oppenheimer. And they're making a movie right now about it, about the Manhattan Projects. And it's about his book, Oppenheimer, and it's something Prometheus, which goes like straight back to this homunculus stuff. So I, that's very fascinating. I didn't know that. I'm glad to hear they're making a movie about it. We should do more episodes about this topic and put it out when the movie comes out. Yeah, but all this movie stuff is all just getting everyone ready for warfare, mm. for sure. Or right. some kind of event, because we're coming up on the end of the Shemitah year, and there's always some weird event that happens. Hold on, hold on. The what is year? That a, is that the, a Jewish year? Is that a Jewish holiday? Yeah, it's a sabbatical. It's not a holiday. It's not, well, it's, well, the Shemitah is a seven-year cycle, like a sabbatical. Right. So the Sabbath is on a Saturday, and the seven-day cycle. Keep in mind that years the will be a seven Sorry, Donut. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm just you're so good. excited to explain something to Juan and, and, and know more than him. Juan, they use a moon calendar in this culture, and they also keep a very, very big record of, like, the planet's movements. And so I'm guessing that's what that is. Shemitah year has to do maybe also with 
astrology or astronomy or or am i incorrect donut it's Both. Like, yeah and it goes with the food crops as well okay and yeah so there's but it spooks the markets every year something a big event usually happens somewhere in the world i believe 9-11 was i believe the 2008 recession was um, when we went into world war one also so we're coming up to that day September 23rd and the next day is a Monday. So could it be a black Monday? Cause black Monday happened during this time as well. I don't know where I was going with that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to add a piece of information on that perhaps Cause you mentioned world war one, world war two, world war one, the original black Friday, the, the great depression, world war two. Well, in 1911, right before the creation of the federal reserve, the creature of Jekyll Island, before all this, right, and the, the Rockefellers are all tied into that. In 1911, your boy Crowley, he summoned, using Enochian magic that he adopted from Edward Kelly, he summoned Choronzon, which is the, the, the angel of the abyss, right? And supposedly he wrestled him and he was doing this, the crossing of the abyss ritual, which is pretty much a transgression of the soul to be able to let go of the ego, you got butt fucked a couple of times, whatever. You let go of the ego and, all, and you can do all this crazy shit. But I let whole, go of my ego a few times. <laughs> my whole thing is, I think that similar to what John D was doing when he was talking to these entities and he was pretty, they were pretty much trying to incite the new world order. These entities, when they were talking to John D, they were trying to establish a one world religion. They were telling him to go visit Rudolph the second and tell him that he was possessed by demons and that he needed to help start this new Kabbalistic world religion and all this stuff. And, and John D was going and doing these things right at the risk that he was going to die. So fast forward, 1911 Crowley summoned this entity and he was scrying through the aethers, which is different dimensions. There's 30 aethers. And he was looking into these different dimensions and he encountered Chorazon and he was possessed by him. And what I think ended up happening was I think that Crowley, being the nice guy that he was, offered up humanity as a blood sacrifice because right after 1911, you have World War One, a ton of people died there. You had the Great Depression, you had World War Two, you had all these mass sa ritual sacrifices. And I think it all started with trying to get in contact with these great old one mm. type Lovecraftian entities, which is the same type of thing that these guys are always trying to do. And we go back to the building. There's a reason why it's the, the, you know, the, the Pentagon and all this different shit, because these buildings, a lot of these buildings are talismans. Yeah. That's what they use them for. And they evoke certain well, energies. But, but, you know, to say Crowley did it himself is kind of putting too much you know, giving him way too much credit. Yeah. What What do you think? I, in I turn? was also I was also going to say like, wouldn't World War One and World War Two have been considered like kind of almost light wars in comparison to wars that happened previously? I mean, they were like, no, they were continent. world wars for a reason. I know. Previous but if you're to that, it was Genghis Khan. If you're yeah, thinking civil okay. wars and ancient wars, yes. yeah. Sure, well, in the scope killed. of history, it's nothing compared to like a volcano erupting or a, or a meteor hitting the planet. So yeah, there's definitely been more brutal oh, who's events. Kidding, right? But yeah, who's who's kind? Of, I guess where I'm trying to go, and I appreciate your thoughts, intern. I mean, Chris uh, is I'm our just fucking tape it. No, don't tape it, brother. Don't tape it. Chris is our resident skeptic here, so I usually expect those takes from him. But I want to know, you know, like 
Has Crowley come up in your research, Donut? Do you think that Crowley inspired some of the figures that might be behind the scenes today doing some of these false flags or occult rituals? Well, the, what I've noticed is that the Illuminati do plans in centuries, right? So the chess moves are century long. So it makes total sense for it to be kicked off in the 1900s to the 2000s. Mm. In the 1900s, it was such a fascinating time where it brought in psychology, right? You got Freud and whatever and bringing in that whole subconscious and where mind control comes in from the 1900s to where we're at today, where our cell phones are controlling our minds and manipulating our emotions through technology that we don't even really understand, except for we could kind of feel it, that there's this big element of Crowley stuff within politics, within the music industry. And I do look into the music industry quite a bit. Hannah Montana, her movie takes place on Crowley Corners, for example. So you see this element of Crowley in the rocket programs and religions and music. So there's Parsons. Huge, yeah, and Parsons. Parsons. Helped, uh, he didn't help build the bomb, the atomic bomb, but his, his discoveries helped build the bomb. Well, and also... So, Crowley was in California working with Parsons. They also were familiar with the Getty family, which to this day... Crowley didn't go to California. Parsons did. You're wrong. Crowley did go to California. He went there. He went to San Bernardino on a train and he... What year? When he was alive, Juan. Yeah, but he, him and Parsons never met is what I'm saying. Okay, but that's fine. He inspired Parsons through the OTO group that he started in California. There's mm-hmm. the chain of connection. The agape law. Aren't, yeah. these just, aren't these all guys that are just cunts kind of in their core and they all just kind of believe? I feel like this conversation is becoming me versus one and we sound like cunts to use that word again. <laughs> I, I've been sitting here. I can't, I can't believe how much knowledge you guys have in those brains. That's, that's why you're the intern, brother. Come on. <laughs> that's why I invited you, brother. But so, Chris, uh, what like, were you saying? Hold on, Chris. What did you just say, Chris? Let's expand on Chris's thought. Listen. Everybody likes baseball. What they do? They go play baseball. You know what I mean? Everybody likes bowling. Bowling is what they do. These people are just internal cunts. So they link up on some cunt shit. On some small dick, let's take over the world shit. It's very similar to religion. But they're using a technological aspect, which is psychology. <laughs> psychology is just like me understanding what you're going to do before you do it. So that's what they're doing with the technological shit. They're just hitting you little dopamine shit until we all shut the fuck up. Right. Well, and it's like what Donut was saying about, you know, Freud and and the movement of psychology kind of becoming mainstream. It's like they've technologized the ways that they hypnotize the crowd, you know, like they used to have these big shows where hypnotists would hypnotize the crowd. They still do. Donut's near Vegas. I'm sure you've seen those go on. But um, I grew up in Vegas. Yeah. Yes. So you've seen all that. But but what are your thoughts, brother? It's a hearts and minds campaign. You know what I mean? They're trying to induct you into these. Well, it's the cult mindset. Yeah. They want to entrain you into the cult mindset. And, uh, and yeah, it, it seems like they use musicians and actors against their will to some extent, like almost like these musicians and actors adopt a persona that's given to them by higher ups in order to fulfill symbolic prophecy. Have you seen that in your research donut? For sure. Like, (laughs) 
the actors like going back to Edward Bernays propaganda, that's who influences the culture, the Beatles, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band album. It's got everybody on there who influenced the culture. Yeah. And you even see Oscar Crowley in the corner. They wanted to put Hitler and Jesus on there as well, but they didn't do it. That whole album cover is crazy. The whole, I've been looking into the whole rock and roll stuff going Dude. back to that, but that Dude, goes. They, I had one class in school, randomly, everybody had to take it in Connecticut in this tiny school. It was called music class. And all we did was we looked into Sgt. Pepper's album. We just reverse engineered the whole album. That's all we did for a half the year. What year. did you find? That's weird because I remember we had a specific really? class where they made us watch the Yellow Submarine, and I'm in Connecticut too. But they, they had this whole emphasis on like, learn about the Beatles. They're so important. And I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah, totally, dude. They were very important. They had people under so much mind control. And I loved the Beatles growing up. That was like my favorite band. Yellow Submarine was my first album ever purchased. And, but my first tape was Warren G. <laughs> yeah, but you got to go. Respect. I mean, we got to, we got to go. I mean, fuck, man. We got to go stones on this side. Sorry, dog. Rolling stones? Fuck yeah, all day. What? Yeah, so like Mick Jagger? You like that weird skeleton man? <laughs> Versus the Beatles? Yeah, I got to go stones, dog. I got to go Zeppelin I'm going, I'm going stones. Queen. I'm going Queen for old, like, that that era. Like, I got to. Just because they was around the shortest amount of time, and their album was so diverse. And, and I don't know. I could just listen to them. Yo, whatever, man. Stones all day, bitch. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Don't yeah, so, like the the whole culture is influenced by celebrities and musicians, and you can see this with the Beatles, where people were just peeing their pants and fainting. All the women, they had a cleanup crew to clean up all the urine and girls soiling themselves. And also, <laughs> I want to add that I believe it was the White Album of the Beatles that inspired Marilyn Manson and the Murders. Right. Because the yeah. White Album was an album that supposedly was channeled to them because they were doing transcendental meditation over somewhere in the mountains, somewhere in Nepal or some crazy shit. And we know that's what Theosophy and Helen Vavasi was talking about with the Reptilians and the Ascended Masters. They were all they were over there and the White Album, the White Album album is the one that came forth from that because it was channeled and that was the one that inspired the Manson murders because he was right. listening to it and he said that something spoke to him and possessed him and we get the Manson murders so that's yeah. all tied into the satanic panic and we have Rosemary's Baby in there as well because you got to understand that these that these occultists they, they write stories about certain occult things and it's in actuality it's it's not it's it's a work of fiction, but it's actually reality because it, it's some. And you talked about this with Maverick Matthews, Mark, where they talk where they do certain stories as a work of fiction, but in actuality, it is occult knowledge that of actual events, and they just frame it like, oh, hey, have you ever heard of that book uh, Etheropa Donut? It's about the Illuminati initiating this guy and showing him the Hollow Earth. No, no, interesting. So it's a book from the 1800s, and the the reason I know about it is because Augustus Knapp, which was Manly P. Hall's, he did the tarot deck for Manly P. Hall, and he did the drawings in A Secret Teaching of All Ages. He drew the the paintings, the, I guess the alchemical paintings or the drawings in this book, and it's about this guy who is tasked by the Illuminati 
to go into the hollow earth and there they encounter reptilians they encounter mushroom people they encounter all kinds of crazy shit and that's also said to have been an actual not fiction it's it's written as a fictional story but some people say like this is actual true shit like this guy actually did this or whatever it was but again they go back to this whole it's the revelation of method type of thing where they'll show you just enough so you know what's going on but they're not going to give you names dates and actual you know what they say at the beginning of these shows these names have been changed to protect the identities of (laughs) da 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 well they do the same shit in these occult so that's the fucking (laughs) a-team Bro, what you can't <laughs> you can't hide on the couch like that. We don't know you're in the room anymore. You like appeared like a ghost out of the beach, the beach. <laughs> dude. Crazy, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yo, donut. I need to know this, man. I've been waiting to ask you. So you worked in the music industry, right? Boom. Did clearly some devil shit going on there, right? So yeah. Were you ever asked to? Were you ever like, like, say, like an artist like Joey Badass, for example? Like, if you look at Joey <laughs> Badass, he's like a, a rapper that I really like. You know, must totally. eat your ass. What do you say? What do you say? Yeah. This bitch is crazy. I swear. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? You think we're on the Strange Brew podcast or something? Keep that keep shit to that, yourself. Keep that shit in your mouth. <laughs> that's where he's. Go- that's where he's going with. It. He's like, what if they ask you? Hey, you know. Oh, so listen. So if you look at Joey Badass's like pendant, for example, his medallion, his chain, or whatever, he's got some like a logo on there you look into that logo you know do your own research you know come up to i'm just saying have you ever been i don't know if you're a director or a pa i don't know what you did lighting i I don't know what you did you know what i mean were you ever asked to be a part of inject imagery anything weird yeah good question well i was in the underground hip-hop scene like being a punk rocker like i never liked the mainstream music so i was trying to be 100 percent independent like lloyd kaufman and trauma movies and all that so i never had the desire to work with big artists i got the chance to work with big underground artists but that never happened what's up any underground artists that i might recognize did you ever work with army the pharaohs immortal technique ra the rugged man i mean those guys are kind of cream of the crop my favorite i saw your hip-hop post that you did and i was like respect yeah all right Uh, all right i don't know the biggest ones were probably grow from psychological right um, and he's like who brought up you know ill bill and necro you know but it was necro i did a bunch of videos for him lyric videos mr hyde mad child i've been on icp's tour bus did like products with them dude that's crazy because with a lot of underground people i was just thinking icp when i was editing an uh, illuminati confirmed episode because i don't know i'm autistic but it's i the illuminati confirmed patreon icp get it (laughs) i got my whole theory about icp and stuff yeah, Please. let's hear that, dude. What's up with ICP? That's I like a whole. Say, I, I, I had Lloyd. Ka- I was in a Lloyd Kaufman movie. Like which one? Ago, two years ago. I forget the name. I was in a. It's my recent movie. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. No just, way. He's my hero. Yeah, and he's doing. He's he was in one of my sketches, and he's doing a movie in Windsor right now that my buddy's making. Oh, so. dude, so you just dope. got a promotion, dude. You're double intern now. <laughs> Shit. Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd is awesome. And I mean, he was a big part of my waking up too. If I, he probably the first part of the waking up journey, the toxic Avenger, I had the toy and I was like, this toy is the best toy ever. And then I saw that he made movies and they were like, so naughty blood and sex and violence. And I was like, what the heck? 
and they weren't like that well produced. And it made me like, I can do this. I can, I can be independent. You know, it gave me hope. And then I watch all of his talks and he's always going after just politics and all that. So he was a big inspiration for me, but I never was working with any of these big artists that do those Illuminati signs like bone thugs talking about that. They have people put it in there. I I never done anything that big. Well, you you mentioned ICP and what's interesting about them is they have like this clown symbolism is pretty straightforward and out there. And they also have this like cult following of people who yeah. really like are devout about their band. And it's just interesting. Cause I was just talking to Chris Knowles last night and the clown is a part of this like siren symbolism. It's almost like the male version of this like siren entity. And then that you have the Joker of course, and all of the things that he represents and, so what's right. what's the scoop with ICP? Was your experience so good with my, them? Yeah, so my idea of ICP is like I never did any music videos for them. I did stuff for Fago Lovers, which did stuff for them. Like so, I was I was like, a, a, yeah, I was like a film. I did the filming, but I got to be like with them filming them. And anyway, stop. stop. Yeah. Do they? Does everybody else know what that means? Yes. What? Fuego, Fago lovers. I call it Fuego, but you know what I mean? Fago, well, you're, yeah, so like Fago, they throw Fago on everybody at the concert because it's a cheap soda pop that is in, on, in the East Coast. Yeah, no, we Juan and I and Luke probably have never seen Fago in a store. Luke's from Canada. Can, do they have Fago in Canada, brother? I have no idea. Well, you might <laughs> see it when you get to Mexico. The movie is Shakespearean <laughs> shitstorm, by the way. Just okay. Wait, Luke. Oh, you, okay. Yeah, I can't wait any, to see that. Yeah. Have, have any of you guys watched the documentary? On, I mean, are we all aware of the ICP family? Like, do you guys whoop, whoop? You know what I'm saying? Do you guys know about what I, what it is I'm talking Bro, about? It I'm sounds like you're... Bro, I'm the juggler of the year consecutively. Yeah. Years and years. I was going to say, it sounds like you're a juggalo, Chris. Like, are you and Donut secret juggalos? And we're we're all. I I can't. I've been out of the closet with the juggalo. (laughs) I've been a juggalo forever. So is my mom. Wait, hold up. Can we get inducted like live on the air? You know what I mean? Can whoop whoop? Can we be part of the fam, dude? Well, you, to be a juggler, you gotta be down with the clown till you're dead in the ground. See, we're going off on another. Oh topic shit, now. dude! Yeah. <laughs> well, what if I was down with the clown until I'm six I, feet underground? I I think you are. I think okay, you are. dude, this feels like we're talking to Ivan Stang from the Church of the Sub Genius again, kind of like how we got inducted as as temporary sub geniuses. Mark, you know my philosophy, man. The only way we make it out of this shit alive is if we're going to all be friends and, and, and care for each other. Oh, yeah. That means we're going to all have to make friends. We're going to have to, you know, they say if you want to change the government, go work in the government, change it from the inside out. I don't believe that. I think we should just all be friends with each other and well, not listen well, to those comments. Let's, let's, let's let Donut keep going because I feel now, like I he was getting somewhere. Whole, from, I think ICP, from looking at it my whole life, pretty much, from like 10 years old to 34 is that it was a phenomenon that could not be controlled. Grateful Dead was able to, was a phenomenon, but it was able to be controlled. And there's documents showing that, right? There's no documents yet of ICP of that. The only documents that there is, is that Obama labeled anybody who liked their music as a gang member. Oh, I thought right? it was a terrorist, but yeah, cool. Yeah. What? As a gang member for liking their music? Yeah. Yeah. So like my mom and me are right up there with like the big gangs and prisons and stuff like that for liking their music. So like 
okay, that's a big attack on them. They've been attacked consistently throughout their entire career. They're hustlers. They did the whole thing by just strong work ethic and hustling, and they've been made fun of the whole time. And then they came out of Detroit, where it's very interesting. A lot of music comes out of Detroit. And once you start looking into ICP, Detroit, KISS, all this Eminem, where it's all coming from is from Detroit. And there's this big satanic element in there. Like you got Isham, the unholy who influenced ICP, who influenced Eminem. So people don't even understand, like everyone's influenced by Eminem, but everybody's being influenced by Isham. Right. But no one like knows that, you know, even the mask thing. I mean, kiss has, you know, very, they're even more famous than ICP for doing just that painting their faces. And, and yeah, we've talked about this on at least my podcast. I'm not sure if we talked about on this show, but Detroit has some occult elements going back way back. I mean, Aleister Crowley famously got into a feud with a Masonic group in Detroit after his plan to merge the Freemason lodges with the OTO didn't go the way he wanted. And the Masons ran him out of town. They're like, dude, you're, you're performing these weird sex magic rituals. We're not about that. You know, we're more about helping the elderly or whatever and and doing dark magic. So, yeah. So that's, you know, about the 27 club with the blues guy, the first person who joined the 27 club. I don't I'm 27 right now. So I'd rather not talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I got one month left. Don't jinx me, brother. <laughs> I, but I just think that all this stuff even goes back further. No, I'm just kidding. Tell us about that. If you do want to talk, say more about the 27 Club, it, who's the first blues singer that that died at 27? So he sold his soul to the devil at a crossroads. Was this he, the same guy that like famously like tells that story of selling his soul at the crossroads? What's his What's his name? I forget his name. I but think he, I think one of us has it like in the Rob wheelhouse. Or something like no, Robert. it's it's like yeah. It's, what's that? <laughs> Dennis Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson. Yeah, I knew I had it in my head. Okay, keep going. So he was like the first twenty-seven club member. So like, I'm, I don't know when he came out, but it seems like researching rock and roll because that's kind of the department I'm looking at right now is rock and roll because I've been looking at all the recent stuff like Miley Cyrus, she gets sober at 27, right? When she turns 28, she relapses and starts drinking again. You got Ariana Grande who, when she turned 27, she married this really connected billionaire dude who sells real estate for the Royals and stuff like that. You know? So I feel like they try to protect themselves at this age because it is a sacrificial age. But what I was just trying to get at is I think that all that, the wicked stuff goes back even further than just in Detroit. You're talking about like co-opted artwork, right? I mean, you're talking about like artists that either make it because they're part of a club or you're talking about in some cases like record companies. I mean, I'm sure you guys heard about this AI rapper that got signed to Columbia used the n-word in one of the raps and then got dropped by columbia it's an ai algorithm writing rap lyrics yeah dude is it fire it's terrifyingly horrible (laughs) it's like it's dude it's it's next level wonky shit dude this is look and they signed it but but they signed it and i'm talking about we're talking about the other day that's robert johnson we're talking about the other day jean-michel basquiat and what's really interesting is basquiat 
was very similar to another artist that gets almost no love exactly. called Ramel Z, R-M-L-Z, if you look into it. So sometimes it's it's interesting because I want sometimes you almost see like rappers that have like one flow and then somebody else comes in, like takes their flow and makes it and they don't make it. So you see like that kind of thing happen in music and art and stuff too. And That's it, absolutely it, it. What's the significance of the number 27 with the sacrificial aspect? Like what, what is, I know the number 33 is a very prominent number, but or six, you know, but what is 27? Why is that such a prominent age to get sacrificed? Well, I just that's a great question. Before you answer that, I just want to point out how different Robert Johnson looks in that first photo when he's clearly younger and now. I mean, doesn't he look possessed in this second photo when he's a little older? Dude, that photo sick. Go back to the other one. It looked like there was like a demon in the smoke he was exhaling. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I was. Well, all right, go ahead, Donut. Oh yeah, I, I don't really See that know. off to the right? Look at right. that. Oh. Don't know. Have you encountered any of this stuff though? Like I said before in the art or since your music stuff, like have you encountered this? Most of this stuff that you've come across has been through research or has anybody in, in, in like, a, like you got any robes in the closet? Yeah. This is one thing that connects everything is that I worked with a lot of gangster rappers and they were in gangs, they were in crypts or whatever they were in and they all become ultra religious that's the only thing that I see that connects up. And all these people in the music industry that I personally know become ultra religious to like an extreme. Like they so, saw something and it scared them into it or what? Yeah. Do you think? Well, I want to go into that a little further, but first Maybe. Luke, Luke asked a really interesting question. Do you know the significance of 27? Is there an occult reason why 27 I don't know. Yeah, no? that's a great okay. question. I got to look into that. Okay. I know the Pythagorean well, uh, idea of the 20. Now, back to the point Chris just made, though. Do you it think that's something to do with the Pythagorean though, thing that Juan was just bringing up? Possibly. No. Yeah. What is, what is that? We'll, we'll get into that. I, I do want to stick with what Chris just mentioned, even though he just walked away. Do you think that they're using that religious identity to hide maybe some more occult beliefs, like go, going in like ultra extreme one way? Or do you think they're just that's just a part of the brainwashing? No, I think that they they know in their soul like something's off and I need to. OK, it. it's like a response, like that a reaction. Okay, I hear I'm not you. Ultra religious or anything, but I changed my entire life around from doing like crazy drugs and robbing and hurting people and all that, and to like, yo, I gotta walk the the narrow road and all that. Like, so it's happened to me too, and I wasn't even in this like big industry, just living that lifestyle, probably brainwashed and social engineered from Vegas. <laughs> this is a good, Oh man, this, this oh, actually yeah. ties into what I was going to talk about was it's, it's funny because about two or three years ago, I was having an existential crisis where you, you all of your heroes, it seems are a part of the dark side, like literally <laughs> huge Will Ferrell fan. Now I'm hearing George Carlin might actually have been in the Illuminati. Like, He's doing the six, six, six signs and no. stuff. So I don't want to believe it, but like it, it's so deep. You just never fucking know yeah. who's in it and who isn't. And, and it, it, they never just come out and say, I'm not in it. So it makes it even more difficult. Yeah. I mean, Carlin was the one where well, I, he did have what is interesting about Carlin. He had, was it seven words you shouldn't say? 
and and that was like interesting because it's like the seven hermetic principles but inverted like here are seven curse words like what are what's a curse word you're cursing someone and he made a whole album about curses now his later work seems like he probably responded the way donut saw people in the music industry responding where they they get a taste of this occult stuff they get afraid and then they go towards maybe what they were raised around which is a more traditional religious viewpoint maybe more christian or wherever they denomination they came from i think the same could be true for carlin because maybe he saw a taste of like the bloodier grittier side of that comedy industry with that album and, and that part of his life. And then later on, he becomes like this sage, like talking about corruption talking about how like they're just using us and how, you know, everything's a lie. And I mean, some of Carlin's stuff is extremely Gnostic. Like it's, it's part of what helps wake people up to this community that we're all in, you know? So I, I don't, I don't, I see that a lot where like certain conspiracy people are just for whatever reason, trying to blame every celebrity as Illuminati. And I think yeah. we have to like, really like, you know, look at a guy like Carlin for the things he said, rather than the, the sure. odd chance that he put a six symbol yeah, no, up, I, you know, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but I, I get your point. It's weird when you see all your heroes, like, like with Nick Cage, you know, like we talk about Nick Cage a lot on this show. And it, in one sense, Nick Cage is tremendously Gnostic and enlightening the movie American Treasure or whatever that movie is. Right. National what? Treasure. National Treasure. Thank you. That movie was tremendously Gnostic for me because when I started learning about the Masons, I was like, whoa, OK, that's everything I saw in that movie when I was a, a kid in high school, you know, and. And that was that was interesting. But then you coach that with like his performance in Blue Velvet, which is made by David Lynch, who's like clearly got much more dark influences going on with Twin Peaks and stuff. It's like, yeah, maybe Nicolas Cage is walking both sides. He has this giant pyramid tomb in New Orleans that he wants to bury himself under. And yeah, it's definitely that's def a good look. Yeah, he's definitely a, a mixed bag. There's a lot to like about him and there's some things to be suspicious of. Who, yeah, whoever, I like his movies. Whoever said it was like, you know, we're always talking about this shit, right? And I totally agree with everything you said, Mark. But like, we always go back to the thing where it's like, all this information is inverted, right? For whatever reason, right? And it's not meant for you, meant for us. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. So it's like coded. So I always go back to that fucking joke. It's like, dude, what if the Illuminati is a bunch of fucking awesome dudes that are trying to just fucking be rad and like spread fucking vibes and they just get this bad rap? <laughs> like, could be. Fuck, I'm not in it. I don't know. Well, it, maybe it started that way and then the bad eggs came and rotted it up, you know? Could be. Could be if it's even real. You know what I mean? If they're in some cave in their robes somewhere plotting fucking everybody's existence. Maybe right. they're fucking sick, dude. Maybe there's fucking... See, I always wonder, like, everybody says it's, like, all so evil and shit, too. It's like, dude, what if you you kiss the Blarney Stone and you eat a four-leaf clover and then you talk to some demon, but that demon is sick, dude. What if he's rad? I would agree with you if they weren't plotting I know, demise. I know. <laughs> Just being devil's advocate, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, have you seen that movie? It's like one of my favorite movies right now, and I always forget the name of it. But it's got Nicolas Cage, and he's fighting these puppet demons. It's he doesn't speak once in like the whole movie. One, this is your arcade, yeah, yeah, Freddy's Wonderland or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the Wonderland movie. It's so dope. Like, horrible, dude. Stop playing. Chris, you've seen it. Who doesn't like it? Who doesn't like it? 
I don't know it. Okay, it was so amazing. I'll explain. I'll explain why I like it. Well, I'll, obviously, us. I like trauma films. So, like, wait, 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 hold on, tromo is that a word that, or are you saying trauma? Because on the East Coast, we say trauma. Yeah, it's it's trauma. So it's trauma without the a. It's an o instead, and it made the Toxic Avenger. Wait, oh, it's wait, a person. Wait, yeah, it's a it's an independent film company. Okay, okay. Because for a second, I thought you were saying trauma film, and I'm like, what the fuck is a trauma film? Because that sounds <laughs> scary. Park, the South Park guys, their first film was with him. And- Willie's Wonderland. That's what it is. Willie's oh, Wonderland. Cannibal the musical. There's so trauma has such a huge influence on independent filmmakers. That a lot of them become very successful. Robert De Niro, I believe, was in an early trauma film. A lot of these big stars start off there. Okay. It's a uh, it's a production house or something. Okay. Yeah, and it's been around for forty years. Independent, they don't uh, get any. So they made Willie's Wonderland, and what what are your thoughts no, on? No, they didn't. They didn't make that. Just oh. I like those films, so I really like Willie's Wonderland because it was low budget, like indie. It's indie. Gotcha. But the reason I gotcha. like it so much is that this guy he doesn't talk, and they're seducing him to be sacrificed to these demon things right and he goes in there and he has no fear at all so there's like all these little spiritual principles in it though that was well thought out by nicholas cage probably that he goes in and he fights these demons and the whole time he's cleaning and me getting all spiritual and sober and shit that i learned that cleaning has a lot to do with spirituality too. And people say cleanliness is clean. Even the idea of having a sound mind, like sanitize, sanity, sort of is kind of connected too. So he's cleaning the whole time, which is like a spiritual principle for me, the way I look at it. And he's fighting these demons and he's always taking little breaks too and chilling. And so like, there's so much like knowledge, wisdom in that stupid movie that like I really enjoy. So That's why like, it's wax on, wax off. Because mm. the whole idea, what, what you're touching on, it goes back to the the building thing where uh, aromas have a lot to do with spaces, and aromas are a big deal when it comes to spirits because they say that they don't like the smell of man, and that's why they say burn certain incenses. But the idea of cleansing a room in the renaissance era when it came to magic and architecture was to evoke a feeling within that room because if you smell shit in a room you can smell and you know you're in a room but take that smell away you have an experience Mm. you know what i mean you're you're in the moment type of thing that explains uh, a lot when it comes to john d and edward kelly because apparently london was covered in shit back in those days they would just poop in a bucket and throw it in the street yeah, and then the, during the Renaissance and all this era, you start developing sewers and all these systems to evacuate those smells and those things. But when it comes to working with spirits and stuff, when it comes to smells, it's a very big deal. Even John D. and Edward Kelly, the, the spirits would tell them that they could smell the, the, the sweat on them. They don't want to smell that. And the Book of Enoch, when Enoch is up in the heavens with the, with the angels, the angels, the first thing they say, they smell, what's the smell? They smell the sperm of Enoch. They say, they literally go what is that smell i can smell the seed of enoch and that's one of the main things when it comes to working with these energies that they say you have to not smell bad because it's it pisses them off if you smell and it's kind of weird but 
Dude, it's good to be stinky then, right? Because then if you don't want demons to come around, you yeah. stink on that ass. And then they- <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I could picture Juan in like a laboratory. He's like a homunculologist. He's just got vials of demon semen, just like <laughs> like measuring things and boiling Yo, things. Good name <laughs> for a band. Demon He's semen. Demon semen. <laughs> I don't get to talk about homunculus much, so I'd like to know. So I have some questions about the Johnny Depp trial. I was looking into that and connecting it with that because there's all this that Damien Eccles shit is deep, man. That's crazy because she shit on his bed and stuff. She was wilding, bro. Yeah, there's blood and poop and all this weird stuff, checkerboards and cocaine and drugs and sex. And even she was banging Elon Musk. So, like, there's all these technocrats and elites all combined in this weird Johnny Depp story. And that's what made me learn about homunculus is that I believe that he was doing experiments with mixing feces and blood and trying to create man, trying to create this Prometheus. So yeah. I don't know if you looked into that at all. No, that's- tell us, tell us more about that one. You got a, something to add? Yeah, that's Paracelsian. So Paracelsus was the Mac daddy of the, homunculus and he was the one that he is the father of toxicology so he's the one that talked about how doses either can kill you or can heal you right and any medicine if you take too much of it you're fucking dead if you take too little of it you're dead so he talked about the dose he's the father of toxicology and he was talking about mixing fluids and they what they believed was back then that everything was a miniature version of itself so man was there was literally a little homunculus in the sperm driving to the egg within the sperm so it was ad infinitum where it was a little homunculus inside the sperm and then inside of that little homunculus there was another guy inside that little sperm you know what i mean so it was like a like a what is it on top of turtles backs type of thing and the whole idea again there's different versions of the homunculus four different versions but the alchemical one when it comes to alchemy a lot of these guys are trying to pretty much mix up a sinister concoction to where they're able to create life because like in that show full metal alchemist they mix up all the ingredients that the human body is made of but they can't find that one ingredient that's spirit that's consciousness so when these homunculus are made they make them but a lot of them don't talk a lot of them look weird a lot of them look just off they're missing that soul that divine spark that is within everybody and that's what these reptilian elites are trying to evoke they're trying to be this this god but they miss that one divine spark that they don't have and they know they don't have it so it pisses them off but absolutely when it comes to bodily fluids that plays a big role into making the homunculus now there are various grimoires that you can read that show you there there's different ingredients and again it goes back to what do you want to do with the homunculus when you make it do you and depending on the age of the homunculus gives you different powers and different degrees now it goes back to what chris was talking about these dudes are talking in green language these dudes are talking in twilight language they're talking in language you know symbolism is to the uninitiated is nothing it's just symbols it's just words just word salad but to the initiated it's an entire different realm of things and it's an entire different language so when you're not initiated in these arts or whatever it is when you're reading this shit 
I don't know what the fuck it means. I'm not an initiate and I'm not trying to do it, but to the people who are in the arts and doing the dark art shit, they know what they're talking about when they talk about getting a cow vagina and actually having sex with it to make a homunculus and letting it sit for 40 days. And this is true shit. You can look up the, the book of the cows and it shows you how to make a one legged man. And then you kill that one legged man and you use its blood to turn invisible or some crazy shit. This is all like books, bro. This is all Hold in on. these medieval. I gotta get reading. Architect, remind, uh, but like, how does that connect to the Johnny Depp thing? So she shit on a bed, so summoned a homunculus. Cowboys. What they're trying to do is, if you go back to back to Parsons, which is related to Crowley, Marjorie Cameron. What I think they're trying to do, hear me out, is she was involved with a cult where they were trying to make what we mentioned earlier, these works of fiction. So a moon child, and they were trying to make an interracial moon child, Margie Cameron, which was Parsons second wife, right? The third woman in his life. And after he died, she went on and established this call and they were trying to make a, a moon child. And supposedly Margie Cameron's abortion was what they had put inside the big jumbo or whatever, trying to make this homunculus, this, this artificial being. So by her having sex with all these different men, who knows if they're trying to evoke this homunculus, this magical little person, because that's what they're all about. They're about, you know, these gangbangs, these orgies. We know sex magic is real big with them. So they get as many dudes as they can to and under certain conditions. It's not just, oh, let's all have sex. It's under certain conditions that they do these things in order to bring forth these archetypes. It's not about that person. Is that why they're trying to take all these private trips to space? Like Elon Musk is just banging chicks in in the upper atmosphere and making moon children. Bro, it's all about, it goes back to that art, the, the Babylon archetype, the scarlet archetype where they're trying to bring forth this energy into manifestation and again, uh, that's why you see so many similarities between Trump and all these elites. It's not that the that they put that certain person in power. It's the archetype that that person evokes. Mm-hmm. It's not the person that's doing the magic. It's well, the energy that they put forward. You know what I mean? And it goes say, back to astrology. They say prostitution was the first yeah. occupation. And maybe the first thing that people did in space was fuck. Maybe that's what, do they what, say about Mary maybe that's what they're doing up there. They called Mary Magdalene a whore, and supposedly she was the wife of Jesus. Well, you know, I'm, so. I'm I'm curious what Donut thinks after hearing what you just said. Like, how where do you see that connecting to the Johnny Depp case? Because I know Johnny Depp stood up for Damian Eccles, and he's a very strange, possibly evil, I think evil person who's committed some really heinous crimes against children for occult ritual reasons went to jail and has since been released and thanks to celebrity endorsements had a a smaller sentence than he should have gotten i mean i think he should have been put away for the rest of his life if what he said he did was true but you know he's johnny depp's in his sort of circle of friends i mean what are your thoughts Right. I, this whole conversation's really brought a lot together for me. And this whole stepanography, I believe it's called, where there's an image and within that image it's hidden. And John D really worked with this a lot too. So we see these symbols, like I was bringing up the 15 and the five one, but what like Juan was saying is like, it's so esoteric that I don't know what the heck they mean by it. Like, why are they saying these certain things? I just see the repeated patterns, but there's probably a way deeper meaning that I'm trying to figure out here. And in that court case, 
he was awarded with $15 million. So this 1551 shows up everywhere. And there's so much accusations of these celebrities like Marilyn Manson, who gets in trouble for doing some weird sex stuff. And then he, well, uh, real quick, donut real quick, because you're talking about the Manson murders, right? They, they, they murdered Sharon Tate. Now we go back to, cause you're asking about the homunculus. Cause this has to do with it too. Sharon Tate, right? Who was she married to? Rolanski. And who, what was the Rosemary's baby about? Was about them raping didn't, right. a, didn't a, a, a young just, girl to bring forth the, the baby, right. the homunculus of the, the devil, the Antichrist. Donut which, said, right. to be clear though, Donut said Marilyn Manson, not Charles Manson, which you're yeah. still right, Donut. But no, I but mean, it's still, yeah, still it's connected, still connected but though. just yeah, to be sure. clear, we're talking about Marilyn Manson, not oh, Charles my, Manson. My bad. I, it's I all right. Gun, but I, I had it loaded up. No, so but that's good. That. Yeah, that's good. So like Marilyn Manson. In Marilyn Monroe and Charles Manson are like connected in that story of Marilyn oh, Manson. Yeah. And like we hear about Andrew Tate right now, and his name is like Sharon Tate, Andrew Tate. So I'm sure there's Sharon, some weird Sharon Tate, stuff yeah. there. And Sharon Tate was in a movie right before she was sacrificed about her, a sacrifice. That's those that called the Eye of the Devil. I haven't watched yeah. it, but that's what it's about. So that's very interesting. But Marilyn Manson getting in trouble for sexy time. I heard Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski did these orgies too on the Mulholland Drive or wherever they lived. And so there's all this sex stuff. Even Elon Musk, very interesting. But Marilyn Manson getting in trouble for sexy time. I heard Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski did these orgies too on the Mulholland Drive or wherever they lived. And so there's all this sex stuff. Even Elon Musk's father married or stepfather or something married his daughter like a stepdaughter okay. elon Musk's father married right. a stepdaughter or yeah a woman that's like almost 40 years younger than him or something crazy like that yeah so there's all this sex stuff going on yeah <laughs> i call it sex rituals in space because even when richard branson of virgin right put shot his virgin up there and then nine days later like the nine trimester nine months of a baby you got bezos shooting his phallic it is shaped like a penis up in the space so you got a virgin that is shaped like a ovary and then you got the phallic and it's like sex rituals in space right there. And Jack Parson was doing all this stuff. And I believe he died from an explosion. Right. And then that's how they found all of this weird satanic literature because it exploded and was all over the place, <laughs> like falling from the sky. And people are like, what the heck is this? Yeah. Damn. What, what are your thoughts on Elon Musk? What do you think of him? I think Elon Musk is portraying a character. I don't even think he is the guy in charge. I think he's just the actor on the world stage. He was predicted by Werner von Braun, part of the Nazi rocket program that moved over here. The whole rocket program is all about sex magic. Elon Musk always tweets about sex stuff. Tesla is named Model S, Model 3, Model X. Well, the new, yeah, in the newest, uh, the self-driving was 10.69 that just got released yesterday. Like, (laughs) you're definitely right about the sex stuff. And his great, or I don't know if it was his grandfather or great-grandfather was a technocrat who was basically kicked out of Canada, and that's why they moved to South Africa. So I kind of agree with you. I, I don't know fully, but back to that conversation we were having where it was like it's hard to base someone off of 
just signs they throw up. Whereas you like you were saying, like judging them based off of their actions. It's so hard for me to say he's a terrible person right now, but maybe in the future we'll be saying that. But right now I'm like in the middle. I can't figure it out. If we say Musk and fill in the blank with whoever you want, right? If we say they are out there doing sex magic, I don't know what that really means, but let's just say it means like, I don't know, like circular bed and like a mansion with like people with like masks on and like weird, like, you know, eyes wide shut shit, right? Does like a demon pop out of this girl's ass and like like a genie like yo let's do like two, three <laughs> so the, the archetype the energy so after Parsons and Elron Hubbard from Scientology did the Babylon working they brought forth supposedly this age right after the fact it was hippie love sex rock and roll all these things happened so they said that they did bring forth the archetype which. Allegedly was a, Car- a Marjorie Cameron. She was the Scarlet Woman that they supposedly conjured. So again, it's not about a physical being like a demon, like wow, you know, coming out of her fucking ass or whatever. It's about the energy that it brings forth. Because again, uh, one of the one of the Hermetic principles is all is mind. So a lot of it is uh, well, about think experience. about think about the state of mind you're in during orgasm. I mean. It's similar to maybe some experiences that other people have of possession, right? Like, not that those experiences are as equal or good as an orgasm, but it's a trance-like state where possibly an entity with the right preparation could be, like, melded to a person's consciousness, maybe without them understanding. And that's the idea with this Marjorie Cameron lady is that she was going to be infused with this same sort of concept, like the, uh, what is it? The, what's the uh, immaculate conception, right? But maybe an inverted version of that where you're not, you know, bringing in a prophet, but you're bringing in. And I just did an episode with a guy named Chris Bjorknes who talks about Jesus possibly being Satan, which I know offends Christians out there. And I'm sorry, I didn't write the books he did. But it is interesting to think of it in those terms, you know, like maybe the Immaculate Lecter, Conception Lecter. was like a Nephilim sort of birth or something or an Anunnaki or birth. Too. Yeah, yeah. All of these things. I mean, whether you come from the occult angle of it, the alien angle, as we've discussed previously on this show with Crowley, he saw Lam, which looks like a gray, which preceded all encounters of grays. So logically, you might suppose that these occultists brought on these aliens from another dimension. Open a portal, yeah. Open a portal, and now they're playing around with that portal technology with CERN, with the Montauk experiment, with the Phil- Yeah, Well, and then that brings it all back to how we started this conversation, talking about the portal to life that we all step through, our mother's womb, right? I mean, that's a portal. So when we see Detroit being the music city, and then you also read a book by my buddy Chad Stemke and find out that there's a Stargate portal built into the city of Detroit and Hart Plaza, you're like, oh, maybe that's why all these musicians are coming out of there because there's so there's a Stargate portal right there. I gotta watch that. Oh, one. dude, I'll I'll send you the links. Chad's great. Yeah, he's got a book he wrote about it. But but either way, yeah, that the the supernatural is alive in certain places like Detroit, Nashville, Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood is, is named Hollywood after the type of wand, the type of wood that they would use for wands. And, and a wand is a dick, bro, in case you didn't know. So, right. and, I, and also I wanted to add that there is a connection between CERN, 
Crowley and Parsons and all those guys. Well, think What's about the connection the, there. I've talked about it before. So when it Marjorie Cameron, because that's what these guys are trying to do, right? They were trying to open up portals to other dimensions, which is what CERN's trying to do. CERN, Serono's Pan. Crowley was obsessed with Pan, right? The the stag-headed god, the horned fertility god that's in the forest, you know, the Black Sabbath and all these things that these women back then were accused of going into the woods and doing and orgies. So Margie Cameron, after the fact, was involved with Kenneth. It's either Anger or Grant. I get the two mixed up. But anyways, these movies guys, right? The Anger. Hollywood. Is it Grant? It's Anger. Anger. Kenneth Anger. Kenneth Anger with the Lucifer on his Lucifer. fucking chest. Yeah. So in his movie, the pleasure, the inauguration of the Pleasure Dome, one of those movies, one of those weird fucking movies, she plays Marjorie Cameron does. And Marjorie Cameron, remember, she was the the conjuration, the 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 homunculus of Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard. So she's the Antichrist, right? And as a girl, she's hearing demons and seeing things. And, and she was real promiscuous when she was a young girl, 15 years old, started having sex and doing all this stuff. So she was real crazy. Right? She was a character. So she plays Lee in, in this movie. And she dresses up as the, as the goddess, right? So she's playing Kali. And it turns out that Shiva that's in front of CERN, well, who's his counterpart? Well, it's Kali. So you have Shiva and Kali. They're both, they're, they're each other's counterparts. And then you have a Cameron playing Kali. In right? California of all in places. California. <laughs> and then I made this other connection, this guy that is real, real weird, but his name is Michael Crowley Millings, right? Or Michael Milling Crowley, something like that. Anyways, point being that Grindr? this guy, this guy, what? I said, where'd you meet him on Grinder? No, no, no. This guy was, so this guy Come was. Come on, guys. Juan was roasting me for the first 30 minutes of this podcast. You know, you can give me anything shit, on bro. that. This is serious shit. So <laughs> this guy was not just some peon at CERN. And this guy is a, helped develop the touchscreen computer. And in 1947, the year that Crowley died, he added another Crowley to his name. So his name, his name was Michael Crowley, Crowley Millings. Right? Why the fuck would you add a Crowley and that plays into a whole other conspiracy that I have this other idea. But he added a Crowley to his name the year that Crowley died in 1947. And this guy wasn't just a peon at, at, at CERN. This guy was the top director at CERN that helped develop CERN and put it where it's at. I have this idea that these guys live on forever in some sort of alchemical, immortal way. And there is literally a guy right now that's working at, at CERN that's named Jack Parsons. Like you can look this motherfucker up. And then you have guys named Crowley who essentially helped develop CERN to what it's at today, trying to do what? Trying to open up portals to other dimensions. How That's just how we get shows like Stranger Things but and it, alternate it, it, dimensions. Is, is Crowley like the Steve Jobs? Like, oh, yeah, dude, like pointing at shit, be like, oh, yeah, why don't you go ahead and do that? But he actually has no fucking clue how the science actually works. He's just well, so walking around shouting about it. It's sort of, so this guy, again, got to the top at CERN for whatever reason and has a particular name. And then the fact that he added another Crowley the year that Crowley died is it was he possessed by the archetype of Crowley or, or whatever the, these energies are that are taking over these people in order to continue their work. So the same entities that were talking to John D that were talking to HP Lovecraft because HP, there's a connection between HP Lovecraft and Houdini where he could have been possessed by an entity, you know, a Cthulhu S type and a Jin. You know what I mean? To continue and bring forth and manifest these ideas, because that's what it's all about to them. It's about taking an idea in the ether. It goes into the brain. From there, they speak it. 
verbal expression. From there, they put it on paper. And from paper, they turn it into models. So mm-hmm. they're giving these inanimate objects and these energies mediums to come forth into our world. So you have H.P. Lovecraft having all these crazy ideas about these elder gods and, and crazy demonic beings come to him. And he's writing stories and building universes and speaking it into existence. Spelling is casting a spell. Right. So who knows if these Sumerian old Anunnaki gods are the same ones that were talking to John D were the same ones that Crowley was talking to or the same ones that HP Lovecraft was talking to. And at the, all at the same time, these guys are writing for whatever particular reason and bringing forth these ideas into the, into existence. And well, they're here Black, to stay. Black Nostradamus believes that the Rothschilds are Anunnaki. So mm, yeah. If, if you guys don't know who Black Nostradamus is, he is incredible. He was on my show He's on Luke's show, The Upside Down World. Yeah, wow, Juan, really laying it out here. Donut, what do you think about what Juan just said? Oh, man, it connects so many dots for me. I was just soaking it up. Yeah, the whole CERN thing opened up portals, Stranger Things. I don't know if you know that CERN, when they started firing it up in Switzerland, Elon Musk was right down the road and at the Vatican, real close by the day before it went off. And once they fired it up, at least that's what they told us, then South Dakota, Suix Falls, it turned green where like Mount Rushmore is. And they're looking for dark matter underneath there. So they got these underground bases there. So there's like a connection there that I always found interesting. But the whole Cali thing was interesting too with Shiva as they're doing these rituals with Shiva right there at CERN. And looking into Cali, there was this secret society called the Thug, the Thuggy. And there must have been, I think, there was a lot of members and they did a lot of killings. I believe it was like 100,000 to a million people died from. In honor of, of, of Cali. Yes. And that's where we get the whole Thug. Thug life, West Coast, California. West Coast, Thug life. Wow. Yeah. So (laughs) I was a big part in rap, right? huge part in rap and huge part with like even Eminem. Well, and right? do you think Eminem. it's, do you think it's built in like having experience in the industry? Do you think like people are actually telling the artists like, Hey, talk about this, you know, or, or is it more like people are just soaking it in? Like the energy of California has that and people just embody it. I mean, obviously there's like a rough culture in any marginalized group. Whenever you marginalize a group and leave them on the fringes of society, they're going to turn to crime and other means to, to make a, a living. But this like thug concept, that word, was that like injected in or did that naturally just come about? Yeah, it definitely was injected. I mean, think about the hippie movement, right? Mm. That was changed the entire world the hippies <laughs> and then the be- thuggies wow yeah that is interesting when you put an ie of both of them you know it's like being hip was like the, the you know or being a thug being hip hippie being a thuggy right i mean oh yeah i didn't even think about that yeah, yeah. i was just thinking about just like how the culture shifts from whatever music that they're pushing mm. and whatever drugs they're pushing too so the hippie culture was all about acid and psychedelics and all this and then the thug movement is all about cognac and you know mostly prescription pills right now big pharmaceutical industry but like dr dre creates these characters in a lab eminem he wasn't a gangster rapper he was like so it's like homunculus stuff going on right there because it's the lab what do you mean he wasn't a gangster rapper 
Eminem. Yeah. He was his first album, Infinite. He wasn't, he didn't cuss. He didn't talk about gang life and stuff like that. He, he wasn't that character of Slim Shady until after Dre put him in the lab and they even show him in the uh, lab being cloned and all that. He, um, yo, but, but, but he probably just took him aside. was like, yo, bro, listen, man, like you got all the skills. Like, listen, look at any movie, sex and violence, right? It's, right. it's a commodity. Talk about it. <laughs> Let's go. Right. You know what I mean? Fill he in was, the he was right. shot nine times, two plus seven, nine. I'm so. just saying there's a certain hack when we get back to there's a hack. We right. get back to psychology, which is magic, which is understanding you before you. Same with medicine, right? And so it's like I think sometimes if you can sometimes give people the game, like you can rap that hippie shit, <laughs> ain't nobody buying. Or you could talk about killing everything, fucking everything, and whatever else you want, and that seems to be the formula. So. Well, and it There's seems part, like, but that, but that goes that goes along with the culture aspect, right? Like I remember in the eighties, hip hop was actually pretty friendly. Boom, totally, hundred percent. Well, Same with to, reggae, but seventies and eight fifties, sixties, seventies. Think about friendly. it. Think about it in context of what Juan's saying, right? Because we have these occultists who are in a traditional cultural area that has traditional values. And they infuse it with this free, progressive, whatever mindset you want to call it. And it, it just gets, you know, corrupted. And they was, do it all the time. I was time. just trying to take it back to that, with Mark, what we were talking about before. Where there's artists that either get leaped over or people get their flow stolen. Mm-hmm. Or you got like Atlantic Records coming in and telling you what to do. Like you hear about 360 deals. You hear about all this shit. This is modern day slavery. Right. Which is like magic by putting it into contractual form and shit. It's like, so I always wonder like, where does business stop? And like this dark black magic start, you know what I mean? Because you're saying you worked on albums and music and I totally fuck. Yeah. I fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? But at some point we have noticed this nefarious agenda being interjected symbolically or in lyrics or whatever you want to do. And I, I wonder where one starts and one stops. And again, if you'd ever you made some great points because just bringing it back to what you were joking about earlier about like, well, what if the Illuminati is doing the good stuff, right? Who knows? The human race, right? People, they're just as bad as the Illuminati, right? Like people, that's I'm not scared that the Illuminati going to come after me. I'm scared that the people, my neighbors are going to come eat me if there's a food shortage or something <laughs> like that. Right. Yeah. So I know people and I see it and I see people's narcissism and selfishness, not healthy, selfish, just, just psychopathy or whatever in the world today. But the music in the movies, going back to the violence and the sex, that's what we like. We want to see violence and sex. So we're already kind of like messed up. It's just as a human, just being, human that we got these crazy parts of us and where are they coming from? Uh, Alfred Hitchcock, for example, all of his movies were pretty much flops until he came out with psycho, even though his movies were genius and psychological thrillers. It wasn't until he put in some nudity, sex and some violence and blood that became a box office smash because that's what people want. They people want death, 
people want that because they hate themselves. So that's what I think it is. So trying to find a solution to all this crazy stuff is not self-esteem. I don't think, I think that's part of it, but I think what it is, it's self-compassion, caring for ourselves. And that's something I struggle with. And I'm trying to work on is self-compassion. Like if I don't do something right, I beat myself up. I'm the worst to myself more than anybody else. Any hater that tries to talk crap about me, I'm way meaner than they are to myself. (laughs) You know, you were talking about hermetic principles and all his mind is the first one. And so you're saying that as within, so without, excuse me. So you're illustrating it and it's like, it's interesting. Dude, I love it. I love that. I love that we brought it there. Donut. Cause we all need to, you know, look the man in the mirror and, and maybe not point the finger so much at figures like Parsons or Crowley. And yeah, they, they do have lessons that they can teach us. Sure. But at the end of the day, it all comes back to, to the individual, to you and how you're going to approach life and, and what your next step is going to be. But this has been a great, great episode. Luke, thank you for joining us last minute. Donut, thank you so much for joining us last minute. Both of you guys came in clutch. We had a Scottish guest that was planned. Shout out to our brother in Scotland who, yeah, I'm starting to think he's a part of the Illuminati because he knew what show he was coming on. And last minute, he, he, ha- he hasn't got back to us. I don't know. So Rick, if you're out there, brother, you know, kiss your Blarney stone and get on this goddamn show. I don't, do they have Blarney stones in Scotland? Maybe that's Ireland. I don't know. Either way, Luke, final thoughts. Where can people find your show? You recently Uh, rebranded the upside down world podcast. Upside down world with Luke Mitchell. And I'm, I'm doing weekly episodes with my brother. Pierre Lemmy. So come on by. uh, Okay. Black Nostradamus is joining you as a, as a more permanent co-host, not just a guest. And we're doing depopulation next episode, so it's going to be a zinger. Hop Dude, on. Right on. All right. Yeah, we got to get you and Black Nostradamus on this show at some point, and maybe you guys can link up with Donut, because I think you're going to like what Black Nostradamus has to share. Any final thoughts, Luke, on the, the conversation, our, our topics? Well, I was, I was going to talk about the one person. Well, I'm not going to say their name, but I know someone who got decently big in the film industry and had to put a goat mask on and had a gun held to their head. What? <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, I, I can't say, I, my friend told me this story about a guy who we both know who got a movie deal as a director, and he was told to go to a bar wearing a blue tie. He did. He got put in the back of a black vehicle, brought to some, like, long candlelit dining room type setting where everyone was wearing animal heads, and then they had to tell, like, the most deepest darkest secret about themselves at these long at this long table then they were brought to like a separate section and like had guns held, held to their heads and then they went and ate dinner <laughs> like it's part of this like I, I guess join the organization type meetings but yeah, and, i don't know that's yeah, just one thing initiation to the hollywood mafia cult that's what it sounds like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So that's the as far as like the weirdest thing I've heard because I was gonna say Damn. that. Damn, grand finale, Luke Mitchell. Wow, thank you, brother. Donut. I'm sure you're gonna want to have Luke on your show after that. But uh, tell us about your channel, brother. Tell us about your book and uh, any final thoughts on this conversation. Yeah, I mean, I just want Luke on the show for the whole. <laughs> I want to know about that movie that he's gonna be in. I'm, yeah, I'm not in that one. That's. Oh, okay. But I guess one closing thing is that I was in California and uh, I remember I was dating this girl for like 
three days. <laughs> and she was telling me how it's she not went, dating. <laughs> <laughs> and she was telling me how like she she was like pretty hot. So she was like hanging with all these celebrities. And I was like, what? That makes no sense. Why are you hanging out? You're hanging out with me. Why are you hanging out with? She was like, I hung out with Scott Storch who was doing all this cocaine on his, she was telling me these crazy things. And she was telling me that whoever goes to Kanye's house, this was in 2012 has to sign like a agreement that whatever happens to them, they can't like sue him like sexually or something crazy like that. And that he had porn playing 24 seven. There's no proof to this. This is just what she said. And she was crazy. She was, she was insane. That's what Ninja says as well. Didn't Aziz Ansari make a joke that Kanye just has like his own album playing like in his house and then like yeah. he got like totally blackballed from the industry for that sexual allegation? If he actually went to Kanye's house, maybe he got set up for talking shit. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so that's I just what wanted to add that in there. <laughs> that's what that dude Ninja says from D Antwoord as well, who just got sexual allegations as well. What did Ninja that. say? Because I, I love the word. He says this exact same thing. He says he goes to Kanye's house and he says there's like fucking porn playing on every screen and he was like weirded out by it. Like some MK Ultra shit. Oh, but dude, then, when I'm writing my book, I fucking go to Pornhub every like half hour. Just like, <laughs> I just leave it, it on. My mind. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> I gotta go to Kanye's. Dude, you're MK Ultraing yourself. I gotta straighten out my intern over here. <laughs> oh, Donut. Well, you but Yeah, won't... you can find me at Donut. Just look it up. D-O-E. Dough nut, you could just look that up, and I'll pop up somewhere. Right on, yeah. And you, you save, you both save the the best for last. I love that. And you also have a book out. Tell us about your book, brother. Well, it was it's more of a PDF. I won't even consider it a book anymore because I'm working on a bigger book that awesome. I'm going to have out in spring. Okay, right on. Well, so stay tuned. That'll for that. be coming soon. I love it. Well, thank you both so much for joining us. Chris, Juan, do you have any final thoughts? Juan, you shared a lot of knowledge with us today. It's clear you've been hitting the books, that, or the PDFs, rather, because I know Juan's got a thick PDF library. Yes, thick. Yeah, I've been I've been digging deep, bro, these last few weeks. And, yeah, I really enjoyed this. There's a lot to go at. We definitely did touch on a lot of different subjects, but I had a good time. And thank you guys for coming on. Right on. Yeah, Donut, you got to come back on, man. There's too much more to talk about. (laughs) I would love to. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, dude. It's great. Love it. Right on. Well, Juan, hit us with that sound button. Donut, Luke, you have been confirmed. Illuminati confirmed. Welcome to the Church of the Insane Clown Posse. Here we are. We half geniuses. And yeah, this has been another fun, festive, crazy episode. You know where to find me where to find Juan. It's all in the episode description. Go check it out. Support our guests and have a great moment. Peace. Can I get out? My brother hit me, told me how this world is shifty and the need for some better plans quickly. Broken parents, little boys and girls tipsy. Acting grown gets me heated, seeing this hatred repeated. Back at home, the sight of bills to crack the dome with two halves is probably why you're facing. Expresses the deepest depressions whenever you laugh. The rich folk like too bad, keep it in the jungle moving. It's no surprise the true intense is always proven. After the hallway shootings and robberies, this for this fine son. Wanted to build cause I understood the signs and shared with him the universe and all splendor of time that I Logical module study by the divine I could see clearly the knowledge illuminated his mind He stood up, thanked me daily and left me burning
memorialize a beast of burden Blue collar heroes increasing earnest Set and stand It's the perfect example for a better bandage Inside your head is rancid Ants in your pants You can't sit Zoned out paths out and back of paths to transit Cause these petroleum prices are getting out of hand It's one of the many resources Took it for granted Need a whole planet to raise a madness So damn demanding Standing tall while commanding A siege future planet Helping the youth out Like the ancient wise men did Who dealt in the truth fire School shorty before we parted Taught him life is so uncharted Yet it's all predestined before you started Oxymoronic parables Testing your faith Lesson mistakes in your lifetime And stop guessing your fate Keep building for tomorrow's I left from there Gave me death for speaking wisdom Told him be easy with the best of care Cause he's in the city's regions Infest the air with sins Even the stress of kids left in despair I played the street cautious with crack rock rolls Watching little snot noses hustle and bringing home the beef sausage I tried to warn him, tell him this shit ain't really worth a sap for him Don't waste your time on corners when the whole world's a forum They looked at me like I was some kind of preacher I said, nah, I'm just like you, only trying to reach ya And all these failures in my life made me a better teacher Now I'm back to give light before the system to seat ya Cause it's hard to sleep, knowing I'm a zombie to this midnight artistry And the best canvases are the streets, it's hard to sleep Knowing I'm a zombie to this midnight artistry And the best canvases are the streets